Welcome to the Super Sleuth Podcast, presented by the Frostburg State University Children's Literature Center. Get ready to time travel with your hosts, Bill and Cameron, and use your detective skills to identify our mystery famous person. We'll give you 10 clues about our famous person, plus we'll give you the meanings of three vocabulary words related to our famous person. Using the 10 clues and three vocabulary words, can you identify our mystery famous person? Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast. Cameron, are you ready to go? Yes, I am. Welcome, everybody, to our podcast. Let's talk for a minute about the person we featured the last podcast. So, And the answer was? Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Very good. And the book that we used was Who Was Dr. Seuss? Written by Janet Pascal. And now it's time for the vocabulary. So the first word was a noun, and it meant a rough drawing made absentmindedly. And that word is doodle. The second word was a noun also, and it was a graduate of a particular school. And the word we were looking for is alumni. And then the last word uh, was an adjective, and it meant conferred as an honor without completing the usual requirements or functions. And that word was honorary. And the superhero from last episode was none other than Storm from the X-Men. And now we're ready for our clues for our episode three in season three. I will begin. Number one, in the 1700s, his parents, Levin and Sidney Steele, S-T-E-E-L, were slaves on a Maryland farm with their four children. Levin worked over hours and bought his freedom and headed north, alone because he feared of being enslaved again. Number one. In the 1700s, his parents, Levin and Sidney Steele, were slaves on a Maryland farm with their four children. Levin worked over hours and bought his freedom and headed north alone because he feared of being enslaved again. Clue number two, Sydney, being tormented by the separation, attempted escape once unsuccessfully with all four children and then successfully with the two youngest girls. They were united near Washington Township, New Jersey. Soon William, the fifth child, was born in 1821. Clue number two. Sydney, being tormented by the separation, attempted escape once unsuccessfully with all four children and then successfully with the two youngest girls. They were united near Washington Township, New Jersey. Soon, William, the fifth child, was born in 1821. Clue number three. William, at the age of eight, helped a former slave escape the slave catchers by guiding him safely some 20 miles away to hide in a forest. Clue 
Clue number three. William, at the age of eight, helped a former slave escape the slave catchers by guiding him to safety some 20 miles away to hide in a forest. Clue number four. Even though he wanted to go to school where he was bullied, chores on the farm came first because there was a large family to feed. Finally, at the age of 17, he learned to read and write, often reading the Colored American, an anti-slavery newspaper owned and published by black people. This newspaper made him recall his parents' stories about slavery, stories about escape, stories about his older brothers left behind to suffer in bondage. Clue number four. Even though he wanted to go to school where he was bullied, chores on the farm came first because it was a large family to feed. Finally, at the age of 17, he learned to read and write, often reading the Colored American, an anti-slavery newspaper owned and published by black people. This newspaper made him recall his parents' stories about slavery, stories about escape, stories about his older brothers left behind to suffer in bondage. Clue number five. In 1844, with $3 in his pocket, he moved to East Philadelphia, finding only low-paying jobs like threshing clamshells, digging wells, and hauling wood while often sleeping outdoors. Clue number five. In 1844, with $3 in his pocket, he moved to East Philadelphia, finding only low-paying jobs like threshing clamshells, digging wells, and hauling wood while often sleeping outdoors. Clue number six. In 1847, he lands a job as a low-paying clerk in the Pennsylvania Society for the Abolition of Slavery, which sponsored meetings, signed petitions, and published newspapers against slavery. Here, he swept floors, sorted mail, and emptied trash, earning the respect of his employers, who made of who eventually made him the manager and then a leader in the organization. Clue number six. In 1847, he lands a job as a low-paying clerk in the Pennsylvania Society for the Abolition of Slavery, which sponsored meetings, signed petitions, and published newspapers against slavery. Here, he swept floors, sorted mail, and empty trash, earning the respect of his employers, who eventually made him the manager and then a leader in the organization. Clue number seven. His home became a station on the Underground Railroad, a secret network composed of houses, churches, rivers, and swamps, which helped slaves escape to Philadelphia, the nearest free city to the slave-holding South. Clue number seven. His home became a station on the Underground Railroad, a so secret network composed of houses, churches, rivers, and swamps, which helped slaves escape to Philadelphia, the nearest free city to the slave-holding South.
Clue number eight. For the next 14 years at home and work, he painstakingly recorded hundreds of stories about people seeking freedom, including their ages, sex, hue of their skin, where they escaped from, and who enslaved them. Clue number eight. For the next 14 years, both at home and work, he painstakingly recorded hundreds of stories about people seeking freedom, including their ages, sex, hue of their skin, where they escaped from, and who enslaved them. Clue number nine. One evening, he interviewed a middle-aged man looking for his family. After listening to his story, he realized that this stooped back man was his long-lost brother of 40 years. Clue number nine. One evening, he interviewed a middle-aged man looking for his family. After listening to his story, he realized that this stooped back man was his long-lost brother of 40 years. Clue number 10. In 1850, the Fugitive Slave Law required the return of runaways who had been captured even if they found their way to freedom. Everyone in the country had to cooperate. Knowing that his records were evidence of crimes committed, William hid his records in a graveyard in a dark vault among the rats and the dead. Clue number 10. In 1850, the Fugitive Slave Law required the return of runaways who had been captured even if they found their way to freedom. Everyone in the country had to cooperate. Knowing that his records were evidence of crimes committed, William hid his records in a graveyard in a dark vault among the rats and the dead. Clue number 11. In 1860, he left the Pennsylvania Society for the Abolition of Slavery and started a coal and ice company whose profits made him one of the richest black men of his time and allowed him to create many philanthropic organizations. Clue number 11. In 1860, he left the Pennsylvania Society for the Abolition of Slavery and started a coal and ice company whose profits made him one of the richest black men of his time and allowed him to create many philanthropic organizations. Clue number 12. In 1872, he published The Underground Railroad, which was a collection of stories that helped reunite families torn apart by slavery. Clue number 12. In 1872, he published The Underground Railroad, which was a collection of stories that helped reunite families torn apart by slavery. Clue number 13. His parents changed their name from Steel, S-T-E-E-L, to Still, S-T-I-L-L, to throw off the slave catchers. Clue number 13. 
His parents changed their name from Still, S-T-E-E-L, to Still, S-T-I-L-L, to throw off the slave catchers. Now we're ready for the vocabulary. Cameron, would you like to do the first one? Yes. So the first word is a noun, and it means putting an end to complete destruction. The first word is a noun, and it means putting an end to complete destruction. The second word is also a noun, and it's the color or shade, all different shades of the rainbow or a person's skin. The second word is a noun, and we're looking for a word that means color or shade, all different shades of the rainbow or a person's skin. The last word is an adjective, and it means having to do with being charitable, kindly. And then the last word is spelled B-E-N-E-V-O-L-E-N-T. The last word is an adjective, and it means having to do with being charitable, kindly. And then the last word is B-E-N-E-V-O-L-E-N-T. Way to go, Cameron. That was excellent. Just remember now that all our vocabulary words are in the clues that we gave you previously. Now I'm looking over at Cameron and I see that he has this fantastic superhero shirt. Yes, I do have one a superhero shirt. So this superhero um, can swim underwater in like the deepest parts of the water. Um, this superhero can also communicate with the different underwater animals. And when this superhero is on land, this superhero has super speed and super strength. Wow. And next episode, we'll find out who that is, correct? Yes, we will. We are lucky today to have Ellie. And she's going to give us a little advertisement, something a little bit different for the next two episodes. Well, hi there, everyone. Um, you know, Bill and Cameron, COVID-19 may have thought it could prevent us from having our annual festival, but the show must go on. Online registration for the virtual 2021 Spring Festival of Children's Literature is now live. Check out our amazing presenters this year, including Ryan T. Higgins, Jerry Kraft, Selena Yoon, and Andrea Warren. You will get to watch fantastic author-illustrator presentations as well as join live question and answer sessions with them. We have multiple virtual professional development workshops too, featuring topics on integrating literature, content areas, and the arts. We do want to note that due to the virtual platform restrictions, we have been informed that we will be unable to offer professional development credit for the 2021 festival. We look forward to seeing you in person for the Spring Festival in 2022. We will resume offering professional development credit at that time. Those interested in attending this year's virtual Spring Festival of Children's Literature can go on our webpage at frostburg.edu clc to register and or view our festival flyer. You don't want to miss out on this fun. Make sure you register and contact us at clc at frostburg.edu or call us at 301 687 3133 with any questions you may have. Before we end the episode, Cameron's going to give us some contact information because we would love to hear from you. 
Yes. So our email is frostbergclc at gmail.com. And the Frostberg CLC, it's all lowercase and it's all together in one uh, word. Um, and then you can also contact us on our SoundCloud page as well. Um, so those are two ways that you can get in contact with us. And you can also go to uh, the frostberg.edu website. And in the search box, if you type in CLC, um, you will find the Children's Literature Center page. And we have a whole tab dedicated to our podcast. So that's another way that you can get in contact with us. Um, and we would love to hear from you. We need a clue for next week's episode, Cameron. Uh, let's talk about the weather a little bit. Yes. What is the weather in Frostburg today? Well, today it is 65 degrees, but you know what? Last week we had a foot of snow. No kidding. No. So we're talking about extreme weather. Yes, very extreme weather. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. That's your clue for the next episode. See you then, and thank you for listening. It's been fun, Super Sleuths. Now make sure to submit your answers to who you believe is our mystery famous person and the three vocabulary words. Also, be sure to look for future episodes of the Super Sleuth podcast on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our SoundCloud page. Please join Bill and Cameron again for more time traveling. And in the meantime, great job, Super Sleuths. Super Sleuths.